Thanks for listening to Draw Near with Fred and Kara. We hope you're enjoying your Lent. Um, as my daughter says, Mom is purple for preparation. So Lent nice. is a time where we CGS are... CGS songs sticking yes. with her. She loves them. She loves them. We sing them. Yep. So uh, purple is for preparation. What are we preparing for in Lent? We are preparing for the celebration of Easter. Um, but the key word there is preparing. Are we actually doing that? Are we preparing our heart? Are we... Um, you know, ready for the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ, ready for Good Friday and the good news of Easter Sunday. So with Lent being a time of exactly that, of preparation, you know, we're supposed to continue to grow closer to Christ. It's not just um, kind of like Valentine's Day. Oh, I show my love on Valentine's Day. What, you don't show it the rest of the year? Lent yeah. isn't the only time, obviously, we're supposed to be, mm. you know, growing closer to Christ and preparing our hearts. But it is a specific time of preparation where we can set aside yes you know, time to do that much more intentionally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so, so now is a time for that intentional prayer, um, to really make room for him to speak. So we're going to do something a little bit different for the episodes during Lent. And we're, you know, what better place to let God speak than his word. Amen. Um, so we're going to kind of dive into two scripture passages, um, over the next two episodes. So this episode, we're going to pray with Matthew 11, It'll be really good. I think I'm excited. Um, I know we've done episodes explaining Lexio Divina, mm-hmm. but we've never really done an episode where like that was the episode and we're sharing fruits of our own prayer with scripture. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to do that with all of you this Lent. I know Fred is too. And we would really encourage you to also do that in your own, whether it's with these same passages or if there's you know a, a Sunday reading that stands out to you, go back home and sit and read with it. Because um, there's a lot that God can speak through his His word. So we're um, excited we're going to do that for you. So what passage are we going to pray with today, Fred? What's I have written down Matthew eleven twenty five through 30, and I'm hoping that's the same thing. <laughs> I did not do 30, but that's fine. Okay. I'm sure you got more grace than I did then. <laughs> I don't know about that, but no pressure. Oh, wait, I did do 30. I did do okay. 30. Okay, I got Perfect. it. Perfect. Good, it. good. <laughs> it's highlighted here. It'd be hilarious if like you did one scripture and I did a completely different one. <laughs> yeah. Really? Because I have Matthew 6. So yeah. This will be good. <laughs> oh. And okay. I have what you must do, do quickly. Is that the same thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you would like to follow along and pray with us, we aren't going to do a full Lexio. So if you have never done Lexio Divina, um, it means divine reading. So it's basically taking something that is, you know, divine reading it's mm-hmm. it's holy reading it can be scripture it's oftentimes scripture or it can be something like um you know imitation of christ or a holy mm-hmm. book and prayers whatever you can do lexio divina with prayers from the church um so whatever it might be if you have never done it basically the kind of the general way that it's done is that you would read through the passage or the reading one time then you would pause for about two to three minutes just in silence just to kind of contemplate and allow God to bring a word. There's actually a lot of different ways to do it, but I'm going to explain the way that I do. Right. So allow God to bring a word. And then you would read the same passage again, pause in prayer for a couple minutes, and then allow God to bring a phrase. And then you do it one last time uh, for a third time, and you sit in silence and pray with it and allow God to really speak to what it all means, like how it's put together. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people actually say the third time, I want you to try and envision yourself in the story. You right. know, are you yeah. a character and yep. are, or are you a bystander, that kind of thing. So yeah. there's a lot of different ways that people recommend doing. And when you say this. a word or a phrase, you mean that from the passage from the that passage. stands out to you. Yes, that is actually in the passage. So yes. Mm-hmm. And you're going to pray with that word, that phrase, why does it stand out to you? 
And for some people that does, that is a placing themselves in the story and how would I respond and, and so forth. Yeah. So we aren't going to do the full, you know, reading it three times. We will read through the passage one time and then kind of go through, you know, what's a word that stood out to you? What's a phrase? Um, Because we were able to pray with with this particular passage to prepare for you guys for this episode. So we're going to go ahead and read that. If you want to follow along, it's Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is, um, I can't say it's one of my favorite passages because I have a million. I really feel like I have, I say that with like all of the book of scripture. That's yeah, my, yeah. my whole favorite passage. Well, literally the entire book of Philippians is my favorite scripture passage. Yeah, that's, so. what, that's what he said when we were trying to figure out like, well, what are two that we want to pray with? You're like Philippians four. You're like, that's my, that's my favorite. Um, Philippians is my favorite passage. Yeah. I'm like, I think book? I might even oh, have said favorite. originally, let's do Alexio on Philippians. <laughs> he was like, the book? Or? <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling ambitious today. Karen. Yes. But this passage here in Matthew, uh, Matthew 11, it really is something that uh, that I think can bring a lot of consolation. Um, and when you do Lexio Divina, like it doesn't necessarily have to be in the context of what is happening in the scripture. It's just God throughout all of history speaks through his word. And sometimes that word, it, it says exactly what you need it to hear. And it really speaks to your heart. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go through. And scripture says that too, Kara. The word is alive. It's living and it's active and it's able to separate bone and marrow and so on. Yeah. You know, it's living and active. It's always speaks into yeah. our present day, our lives. It's yeah. So with that, what's the word, Fred, for you that as we we're reading it, what's the word that stood out? Uh, I think Labor. Okay. But also... Because of birth or... No, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, my, given my experience with birth, Kara, with, with six children. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That just stands out to me. Honestly, heavy laden stands out to me as well. And I think those two kind of go together, I think, how I'm feeling at this place in my life. And I think once we get to exp- unpacking the phrase, it'll make more sense. But I think those stand out to me because... In some ways, I'm kind of feeling that way mm-hmm. as we go, as we went into Lent and I don't know, even as mm-hmm. this Lenten journey is you continuing You feel like there's on, a heaviness uh, or tired or you're like you're tired. I or, feel tired. Yeah. I feel tired. The other day, I don't know if this goes with that, but, and this isn't necessarily the word that stood out to me, but the other day I was kind of thinking about this, like it was right before actually going to uh, give a talk at the confirmation retreat and it was like, uh... God, I'm supposed to go fill them up. And I just was really honest. I was like, but I feel really empty. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to tell you that I feel empty. Right. And it was, that was like the whole conversation with him. I was just like, I guess let's go. Like you have to be the fount right now because I feel empty. Right. So you have to pour out. Um. So it was that similar like heaviness, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. From yeah. all of the work. And- right. And it's, I think some of that is where we are in our journey. Some of it's where we are in our right. draw near journey and the it journey. Our, yeah, our yeah. families are having together. It's I will say, although I feel heavy laden, I feel that labor, that tiredness, it's not it's not a like without hope. No. Certainly. There's there's still peace. Right. But yeah. But it is kind of a there's a lot of things I'm holding on to that I need to let go. And mm-hmm. I think that's that is my Lenten journey. This Lent is letting a lot of things go. Yeah, that's good. 
I think my word um, was come because in, you know, it says come to me all who are, are laden and heavy burden because I feel like this is like a, um, a proximity invitation mm-hmm. yeah, and it kind of how I took it was like, it's, re- it's reliant on me. I don't know. I know that's like God is always with us, you know, even when we're turning away from him, like he still is pursuing us. You know, we can get into all of that at a different time. So I understand that. Right. But it was almost like, you know, I I know he's here, but the like come to me all who are, you know, and so it was almost like he's here, but like he's inviting me to also respond to that. Um, and I remember once, you know, Fred and I, we went to go give a, a talk and there was a speaker who was on the stage at the time we arrived and he was having the kids go through this exercise, like close your eyes. I want you to picture Christ with you, blah, blah. And I was sitting there and I closed my eyes and I went through it as he was leading. And I just like, I couldn't picture Christ with me. I couldn't picture him in front of me. And so I was like, hello, where are you? Like, <laughs> I'm right here. You know, I'm trying to picture you. Let's go. And it was almost like, I just got this sense of like, I'm like, I'm right here. I'm standing right here. Right. And so it's kind of this little challenge from God that like, I'm here. You're the one who isn't like letting me in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like that, that I thirst reflection. He's always knocking at the door. Right. Um, he stands at the door knocking, but like mm-hmm. we have to open it. Right. So I guess that's what stood out to me because it was like, um, like I am distancing myself mm-hmm. you know, or something. And so yeah. he's like, let's co- like, come here, let's go. Come on. Yeah. I'm right here. Um, so that's kind of what stood out to me. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. As as you were saying that, it what comes to mind is sometimes sometimes he's so close we can't see him. Yeah. It's like that uh cheesy footprints in the sand. Thing. Right. Yeah. I once called it cheesy. Maybe it really speaks well, to people. But I mean, it's sometimes perhaps it's you know it's a little cliche, I suppose. But there's a lot of truth. To there's that. a lot of truth. I don't. Like, if people aren't familiar. It's like you know why why in my darkest times did I only see one pair of footprints and you left me and Jesus is like mm-hmm. no it's in those moments I carried you carried you yeah, yeah. so sometimes yeah. he's so close that we think he's not there right but he actually is mm-hmm. yeah that's good yeah so what's the phrase that stood out to you well not surprisingly it was that come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest uh, that's what stood out to me it stood out to me for another a number of reasons one is I found myself reflecting on all the things I'm heavy laden with in general. And I think some of this applies to everybody. I mean, I think if if we asked anybody, they'd say the opinions of others mm-hmm. and what other people think about them. And is it the opinions of others that make us feel heavy laden or is it the worrying about the opinions of others? Or the stock that we put in other people's <laughs> right. words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so that comes to mind, especially as, you know, we're in this transition and beginning this new journey mm-hmm. together with Draw Near and our families. Um, you know, it, it's all the fears and worries that come with that. You know, we're not, uh, we stepped out of the boat, Kara. Mm-hmm. We major career change and we've stepped out in this new adventure and we're not necessarily uh like on paper making a lot of profit right. or making a lot of money there's, there's a, heavenly marriage <laughs> yeah <it>. there's <laughs> heavenly merit give us that but it's a huge leap of faith and mm-hmm. as somebody who you know i grew up in a family that was always financially struggling mm-hmm. and so i have a lot of a lot of things that i need to overcome in feeling like I'm not providing for my family and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, not doing a good job as a husband and father. Mm -hmm. And yet 
I'm stepping out in obedience and I'm doing exactly what yeah. not only I f- have discerned in prayer as the will of God for my life, but also my wife mm-hmm. with you and BJ, your husband, mm-hmm. like we're all discerning this journey together. And yet I still find myself fearful and worrying and feeling like a failure. Like weighed down by it a little. Yeah. Like I'm not providing Mm-hmm. for my family did you ever adequately. feel that same feeling because this isn't something new for you like stepping out of the boat saying yes to his call even if it means like something scary or you know mm-hmm. whatever did you ever feel that feeling other times doing that when you you know moved across the country or <laughs> right. left pro- you know your protestant faith and became catholic all those yeah. was there that same like worry there i think because you're right this is not no. <laughs> i think i think that's the funny thing about this mm-hmm. it's not the first time that's happened we you know, my wife and I up and moved a thousand miles away following the Lord. We didn't have kids at the time, mm-hmm. but we had one on the way mm-hmm. and showed up to the school that I believed we were called to. Didn't even necessarily have enough money to pay my tuition. Mm-hmm. And yet we walked in and expressed that faith that we had. And lo and behold, got a scholarship that paid the rest of my tuition. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, it was one, a faith-based institution that was meant to demonstrate that radical kind of faith. Yeah, it was scary mm-hmm. because we didn't know anybody there, but the Lord provided. Right. He provided through friendships. He provided. So in a way, you're right. Yeah. Like it's, it, I feel kind of, that's the other side of this heavy ladenness mm-hmm. is feeling silly for worrying about it. Right. That's where like there's still the hope and still the peace right. because just like all of those other moments of stepping on, out on the boat, he provided. Yeah. And I see no reason to believe that he wouldn't mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. Like he's never failed me. Why would he, what's to be gained by, mm-hmm. by failing me, you know, now, right. you know? And so there's that, it's like the heavy ladenness is the fear, but also the realization that I'm not trusting mm-hmm. perhaps. I feel like that's why this, uh, this passage stood out to you though, because it's, all who are heavy laden and burdened, but then it also says the rest. So right. it gives you like, you're feeling both. Right. Yeah. I am feeling both. That's a good way. Yeah. Thank you. You're Kara, welcome. As you I analyze you. me <laughs> for all of our listeners life. to enjoy. <laughs> you're right. There is that sense of like, it, it maybe I, I think we always use that analogy of being out on the water in the storm, you know, we're heading toward Jesus and it's scary, mm-hmm. but there's a piece of, Hey, he's right there. Right. And if I start to slip, he's going to rescue me. He's going to pull me up. As I begin to sink, mm-hmm. he will pull me up. Yeah. And it's going to be okay, despite whatever whatever it might look like. Yeah. You know? yeah. Funny enough, Kara, I think the root of a lot of these worries and these fears is something I didn't expect. And I think it's, it's what the Lord wants me to work on this Lent, and that's pride. Mm. Um, if you think about it, as human beings, especially in our culture, there's this pressure to always look like we have to have it all together. And there's this pressure of, we have to look like a success, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and if we're not, we fake it till we make it, right. you know? And I, I think there's a subtle pride in when I reflect on how I grew up in those experiences and trying to overcome those things, where there can be a temptation toward complaining or grumbling or having a chip on your shoulder toward those who might have had things better than you did. Mm -hmm. And you feel insecurities grow from that. But if we look at the example of the Lord, we find no complaining. Mm -hmm. 
we find resignation to the will of God. What does he say? If this cup shall pass from me, then let it be so. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Right. You know, and, and I so I found myself this Lent. This is was kind of the challenge I got from prayer. Anytime I'm tempted to be frustrated with my circumstances, even just in the littlest thing that goes wrong in my day, rather than immediately complaining, mm-hmm. saying to the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Mm-hmm. Right. And saying that in those moments rather than complaining. Right, my will. my Your will be done. Mm-hmm. Because at the, at the heart of it all is whatever happens in my life is ultimately his will, whether he's allowed it or is directly willing it. Mm-hmm. But the point of it all is his good, what he wants for me, what he wants me to accomplish in this life. And how you respond to and those And how things. I respond to those things. Yeah. And so that's that's... So what I hear in this too, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. What am I heavy laden with? Mm-hmm. Pride. Mm-hmm. What's the rest? Humility. Mm-hmm. When I let go of that stuff, the need to complain, the need to say, Lord, why would you let this happen to me? You know, I find rest. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Jesus, he's born in a stable, mm-hmm. you know, um, and my Lord, my God, we talked about this too, but my Lord and my God is our other podcast. Yes, yeah. <laughs> if you'd like uh, to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Mary, Joseph, they easily could have said, hey, did you know this is the king of the universe? He deserves your best room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead, they went to that humble stable. He, he was born in the manger. Mm-hmm. And there's no like, Lord, I deserve better than this. Why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. You know, even at the resurrection, I think we talked about this in my Lord and my God too. Yeah. Jesus didn't come back saying, see, I tried to tell you, fools. Yeah, you know, he, yeah. it's not what he did. And yet the very human response we have is that. Is that we want to be recognized in that way. Yeah. And so I'm finding myself part of that heavy ladenness is pride. It's a very subtle pride. Yeah. And the rest is humility. Like when I can truly say in all those frustrating moments in my life, whatever it might be, be it little. Mm-hmm. And we've had a few of those today, <laughs> right before we started recording. Spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare, yes. Yeah. Um, if I can say, not my will, but your will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Be it unto me according to, my, to your word. Rather than expressing my anger and frustration, then I will have rest. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? It does, yeah, that's good. How about you, Kara? What's the, the phrase that stands out to you? We'll just jump right away from we'll yours, I guess. Around. I'm trying to like still process yours because I think I think that's actually something that I've, I've noticed this Lent and I'm grateful that he's revealing these things to us so early on in Lent so mm-hmm. that the whole Lent can be that journey of right. letting go of pride because that's been a, a similar situation um, starting at the beginning of Lent for me too. So I think I need to sit with that one a little bit more, but I guess I'll jump right in. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> sorry, no, I didn't okay. know you'd want to unpack that one more. No, that's okay. Uh, I will say that that's where holy friendship comes in too. Cause mm-hmm. I, I think Carol brag on you a little bit. I think you helped me to see those things Oh, you know? in like ways that you're prideful. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like, like knock you down. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I don't mean it that way, but <laughs> okay, although you do sometimes for fun, but it's all in good humor. Yeah. Every friendship needs that. But I think you do help me to, to process those things mm-hmm. and to understand those things mm-hmm. uh, in a way that, I respond well to. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. We all need those people in our lives. Right. You know, uh, people that humble us, right? Yeah. Um, But I I think that is something to be said for holy friendships that 
as you as you're on this Lenten journey, mm-hmm. it's better a journey when you can do it with others. Right, you know, right? So. Yeah, I do appreciate that too. I think that's something with our virtuous friendships um, podcast episode where you can really be um, honest with you know your friends. You don't mm-hmm. have to constantly. It doesn't always have to constantly be um, complimenting and affir- affirming. Right. But in the way that you approach like self improvement, it's still uh, confirming and and affirming things, but in a way that's like helping realize better ways. Yeah. Wearing a mask, not being authentic, not being vulnerable. That is another very subtle form of pride Mm -hmm. that will make you feel heavy laden. Yeah. Like you have to have it all together. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, and I've, like I said, that's just, that's what I'm working through this Lent of needing to let that part of myself just die in the desert yeah i know that's going to be a lifelong battle yeah but i think especially this lent and i hear it in this scripture passage Mm -hmm. it's time to move let that stuff go yeah that's good um i think for me the part that stood out to me was um take my yoke upon you and learn from me uh and then for my yoke is easy and my burden is light i don't know why i just really was drawn to the the imagery of a yoke mm-hmm. and it actually, so I have an, an analogy that sometimes I talk about when it's, when it, um, about the, this passage, the yoke, but I actually went back and I was like, why is this standing out so much? And so I kind of was researching a little bit, like what was the understanding of this word yoke and how was it used, you know, in scripture and how was it understood by the Jewish people? And, um, they actually understood yoke to mean the law. Mm-hmm. And so when he says, you know, take my, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Um, sometimes Matthew gets like a bad rap, the gospel of Matthew, because they're like, oh, he never points out that Jesus is God in the gospel of Matthew, but he really does just yeah. in subtle ways. And- I think you're listening to my voice with you right now because of the gospel <laughs> of Matthew. That was I, the one I read the most. Mm, yeah. Yes, yes, it's a good one. But even this, like this is a subtle way because, you know, for those who are reading this at the time of Christ, you know, yoke is referencing law. And here it's written, take my yoke, Mm -hmm. take my law upon you. I will give you rest. Like the bringer of rest is God. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, I'm the law and I'm going to bring that rest to you. So even in just the subtlest of ways. um, So as I was researching a little bit about more about the yoke. Um, I was kind of thinking like when he says my, my, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And then it says my yoke is easy. And I'm like, if we're really considering yoke as law, mm-hmm. I have never thought his law was easy. <laughs> Be perfect as your heavenly father yeah, is perfect. Yeah. That's not an easy thing. Like in all of, you know, all of the commandments he gives us to live out a holy life, like the Beatitudes, the example he sets and calls us to live out that example. I'm like, this feels impossible. Like he actually says it's impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, through Christ, all things are possible, but with, apart from him, you can do nothing. So just the idea, like my yoke is easy. My burden is light. That's what kind of stood out to me. I'm like, no, it isn't. But then I, I understood a little bit more. So the analogy, I guess, that I like to talk about with the yoke is what was a yoke and what was it used for? Mm. The only time I think I've ever really seen a yoke, like an old school one, is, you know, hung up on a wall. as like a decoration right, yeah. or something. Um, and so basically a yoke was like this wooden bar and then it had two loops i guess that would connect to ox oxen Mm -hmm. um and then they would pull a load so if you had one ox that was yoked to you know their carriage it could pull 
its own body weight. If you yoke two oxen together and then hook them to the carriage, they can pull something like three to four times their own body weight. Wow. Um, so basically what they would do is like if you had a new ox, so a young one, they had never really been trained yet to pull um, to pull the weight, they would yoke them with kind of a veteran ox, an older mm-hmm. ox who knew what he was doing, and they would... Um, they would put the older ox a little bit further forward than the younger ox. So that older ox was pulling more weight because they were f- a farther forward. They mm-hmm. were pulling more weight and the younger ox could watch them because they're a little bit further forward. They could look at them, see what they're doing um, and learn from them. And even though the scriptural context, so I'm kind of stepping away from like, the actual context of this passage, the scriptural context isn't necessarily talking about this, Mm -hmm. but I like to also think like we're meant to take spiritual things away too. It's not just biblical theology, but spiritual reality for us. And and Mm -hmm. God brings kind of those points in for us. So thinking about that, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's kind of like how I was seeing that um, in this analogy was like Jesus is the veteran ox. Mm -hmm. He's the older one who knows what he's doing, who he's teaching us, Mm -hmm. the younger ox, who's following him. He's teaching us and he's carrying more weight. He's carrying the burden for us. And that's what makes it easy. That's what makes it light. And um, so, you know, thinking of the yoke as law, it's like, this is impossible. This doesn't feel easy. It's like, yeah, but when you're yoked to Christ, Mm -hmm. when you're united to Christ, then it's easy. Then it's possible because he's the one who makes it possible. Yeah. And he even says that. Exactly. Through Christ, all things are possible. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of like what stood out to me as the phrase. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because, yeah, I think life can just sometimes, this goes back to what we were already talking about. Life can sometimes be hard and and frustrating. And sometimes there's those feelings of like, you have to pour everything because I'm I'm feeling empty, whatever. Um, But with Christ... Like that there's an ease to it. There's a rest to it. Right. Yeah. And longtime listeners, you might remember our Come Follow Come Follow Me episode that we did. Those words, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what rabbis would tell their disciples. Mm-hmm. And so it's like as a disciple followed the rabbi, everything they did was worthy of imitation. Mm-hmm. And I think we see that in Christ too. He's saying come follow me, follow my example, just like you said, mm-hmm. with the yoke being slightly ahead. Right. Like we can find ourselves feeling like we can't live up to that perfection. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is saying, you have what it takes because I've given it to you, not only in my example, but in the Holy Spirit I poured out in your heart. Right. You can be perfect because I've given you what you need. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is say yes and that's, follow my example. Yeah, that's the learn from me part. Right. It's like, I've already done this. Yeah. And now I'm calling you to do yeah. it. So it's not like something, you know, he's he's above it and special. He doesn't have to do it. This is just for us, you know, right. lowly imperfect people. No, yeah. he's like, I'm giving you the model. I want you to learn from me. Right. I go back to humility again with mm-hmm. this, Kara, in, in, in seeing that taking that yoke upon me and finding that rest. What does scripture say? Again, going back to Philippians, do nothing from selfishness or conceit, but in humility count others better than yourselves. Let each of you look not only on his own interests, but also on the interests of others. Have the mind among yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's that taking that yoke upon you. When you have Christ's mind in you, 
it's easier to find the rest Mm -hmm. because Christ's mind is in you. You're following that example. You can count it all joy. Mm -hmm. You can say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and truly mean it from the heart. Yeah. That's good. So then the last part of Lexio Divina then, Fred, what's the call or like what's the resolution that you're seeing him ask you in your life based on like these words and these phrases that are standing out? Um, I'm going to answer that question with yet another scripture passage, if that's okay. Okay. I see, I see the, what he's after, the rest being in living those words and following his examples, I actually see a lot of connections between what stood out to you and what stood out to me and following Christ and finding that rest is what we read in first Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Mm -hmm. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It's not arrogant or rude. And this is the key verse. This next line, love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hope all things, endures all things. God is who, Kara? Love. Love. And if I'm following his example, if I'm abiding in him, if I'm taking his yoke upon me, if I'm turning to him so he can give me rest, then I think what I need to strive for is that it can also be said of me, Fred is patient, Fred mm-hmm. is kind, Fred is not jealous or boastful, he's not arrogant, Fred does not insist on his own way, mm-hmm. Fred is not irritable or resentful. That's so good to put your name in there. Fred does not rejoice at wrong, Kara. Yeah. yeah. I think that is my resolution and that's what the Lord is calling me to in reflecting upon this. And I hope that maybe some of our listeners would take up that challenge as well. Yeah. That just like we can say God is patient, God is because we can say love is patient. Mm -hmm. You can insert your own name Mm -hmm. into that verse. That's what my takeaway from this is. Um, For me, I think the call is like two parts. One in going back and like discovering what yoke means. I had a lot of joy doing that Mm -hmm. and I kind of miss it. Like I'm, I miss getting to like sit and study Mm-hmm. scripture and study like what you know the context of passages and what was going on in Jesus time and whatever I miss doing that and so I think for me some of the some of the like uh convictions I guess as I was going mm-hmm. through this I was like man I want to I want to get back to that I want to get back in mm-hmm. uh, this Lent especially and really like spend time studying scripture and um and the, and the church they so. can't see the joy on your face right now but you're yeah. like shining with joy even just talking about it and it's so weird because I never used to care like I don't know see Mm. sometimes I I actually have a hard time like I think me talking about scripture is boring to people and I Mm. think like maybe this isn't relatable and I you know some I incorporate it into a lot of my talks and I always Mm. wonder that like Fred you know Fred is very encouraging in those moments and like you know you can see that joy and I'm like I hope people weren't bored and Mm. so I kind of get a little bit self-conscious but I really don't think a lot of people um, are comfortable unpacking scripture. Right. And I'm not going to even say that I am comfortable unpacking scripture. You know, I just hand on the faith of what has already been given to me. So I, I hand on mm. the wisdom of other people, um, that has been taught to me. And so sometimes I, I, you can't see the joy, but I'm like, do they, you know, do they like feel, mm. feel joy even within themselves? 
So even if that's something like a small fruit to spark, um, I'm I'm happy to yeah talk about scripture or whatever, have that have that joy with it. But that was really kind of a call. Um, the first part of the call for me for this Lent is really to get back in and um, to what brings me that joy. And that's kind of keep learning that. I, that's funny because that's how Lent starts. The very first reading, the yeah. very first line, return to me with your whole heart. Mm, mm-hmm. That sets the tone for all of Lent. Yeah. Return to me with your whole heart. Yeah. That's awesome, Kara. That's good. Um, and then the second part. So this came um, actually earlier this week. And I kind of I kind of alluded to it a little bit when I was like, man, you got to fill me up. I'm feeling a little empty. I was really, really, really run down, really run down. Like I I texted BJ and I was like, just so you know, after I'm done giving this talk on Saturday, I'm going alone. I'm like having time by myself. <laughs> he just was like, OK, <laughs> um, I just found myself being like, I need alone time. I need vacation. I need a nap. Mm. I need rest. Mm -hmm. And so I think like, I think God through this passage was like, I'm the rest, you know, come to me. I will give you rest. Even though that's not the phrase that stood out to me. No, Um, I think it's funny because I think you even texted me something like how tired (laughs) you were. And then like the next day you were like hardcore working hard on a lot of our stuff and that's honestly what has been like so it's been so weird and we're totally getting off topic right now it's been so weird i will like try and go to sleep because i know i'm tired and then i just sit there for two hours Mm. because my brain won't shut off Mm. and so then i have to sit there and like get back up and start working on things to like Uh, shut my brain off because i need to like get those things done or it won't right yeah it won't let my brain won't let me i'm like man this is really rough so it's Mm. been kind of a weird like I don't know, double struggle of tiredness, but also (laughs) like needing to get things done and then accomplishing those things, but being too tired to feel good about like accomplishing those things. I don't know. It's been weird. Hmm. Yeah. There's always joy in accomplishing like what you know you need to get done. I think Mm. I forget what, what hormone it is or whatever, but it's like the, the checking something off the list releases some kind of hormone that makes you feel really accomplished and good. So like where's Simon Sinek when you need him? (laughs) I know (laughs) whatever that hormone is. Would it be dopamine? Maybe I don't even think hormone is the right word. Is that the right word? It's some kind of chemical in your brain. There we go. That makes you want to like write it down and check it off your to do list anyway. Mm-hmm. So it felt good to get those things done. But yeah, I was just really, really, really tired. And BJ was great about it. He was just like, "Yep, that's fine. Go take some time, and I'll I'll be with the kids." Um, but yeah, so I was just really exhausted. Still am, and I think he was just like, "Yes, a nap is good. A vacation would be great. Hey, but also." <laughs> I'm the rest that you are really craving. And I think that was also proof because the very next day was when I had that prayer, like I'm empty here, here right. you go. Like I got mm-hmm. nothing for you. Yep. And so it was affirming what he was saying. Like I'm the, I'm that rest. Um, because yeah, like Lent is supposed to be a time of, of intentional fasting, almsgiving prayer. And like, that's, what's gonna one combat spiritual warfare but mm-hmm. to fill us up and bring us closer to christ to amen. have that rest amen well, once again everyone thank you for joining us we encourage you and invite you to do the same thing we just did spend some time with matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 and reflect on what what the lord might be speaking to you in that scripture passage even you know we're well into our lenten journey at this point but It's not a matter, and we've said it all the time, it's not a matter of how you start Lent, it's how you finish. Mm -hmm. And wherever you are in the Lenten journey, it could be Holy Thursday. Mm -hmm. 
and you just on Holy Thursday figure out Lent. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Finish strong wherever you are in your Lenten journey. If you want to hear more from Fred and I, be sure to check out our newest podcast, My Lord and My God, all about the Eucharist. What better way to celebrate Lent than really diving into a deeper devotion of the Eucharist as well. Um, And also follow us on Instagram at drawnear.me and Facebook at Fred and Kara. Mm -hmm. Super easy. And our website, of course, drawnear.me. Easy to remember. If you want to become a patron or supporter of Draw Near, uh, go to our website, as Fred said, drawnear.me, and click that support button. 